Welcome to Fandoms, a show from every fan's point of view, brought to you by the Nerd Initiative Network. And welcome to Fandoms. I'm Tony. I am the founder and host of uh, Fandoms and Nerd Initiative. Um, I messed that up big time. Um, with me is Will Wilkins uh, from NetHeads, uh, part of the Smodcast Network, also the Robot Whisperer. And joined us, uh, joining us this evening um, is a special guest. We have Jason Vaughn. Um, from Fat Test to Travel, um, one of my favorite people on TikTok, specifically for the purpose of um, being an advocate for accessibility, um, just having the um, the um, you know the foresight to to go in and help those of us with greater girth to know whether or not we can ride certain rides. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, I have an echo on my end, so there's a little bit of a delay where I'm hearing it twice, so it's a little weird. Uh, thanks, for, and now I'm hearing myself. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, sorry about that. Um, now, are you? Do you have this streaming anywhere else um, on your computer? Because sometimes the audio. I don't. Maybe that worked. Okay. Anyway, hopefully that fixed it. Whatever it was. Okay. Sorry about well, that. Um, yeah. So tonight we're definitely going to be talking about. Amusement parks, um, rides, uh, get you know life experiences, and of course there's stuff that's been rumored from Universal and everything yes. else. Um, but I, I realized I didn't do this, and I'm I'm doing everything backwards. Will, how are you doing tonight? Other than muting myself, I'm great. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Great. We have echoes. We have muting. As long as it's not me doing it, I feel pretty good about myself. Um, so well, Jason, let's go ahead and just get a little bit started to make the rest of us feel better. What's that? You have to make some sort of mistake to make the rest of us feel better because now we've both made mistakes. Oh, you okay. gotta, you'll have to screw something. There you go. <laughs> We're good now. Um, let me go ahead and get past a couple of things. Uh, first of all, if you were joining us for the first time in our initiative, uh, we want to remind you of a couple things. First of all, um, if you want to know more about what Nerd Initiative is doing, you can always send some stuff to the contact us um, that's located here. But if you look above me right over this way, um, there's a QR code. That QR code is going to take you to our monthly newsletter, at least this month's monthly newsletter. And if you're not subscribed, there is a button there that you can subscribe to the Nerd Newsletter to know what's going on with Nerd Initiative. There's announcements about convention appearances, as well as some you know, directives about new comic book day, some interviews that are being done, um, as well as some articles and reviews. And if you want to know what people think about certain movies like Argyle and maybe um, Adam Webb, that you could definitely go there and find those things out um, that way. And then on top of that, uh, you'll also know with the, with the uh, uh, other QR code that's going to be coming out over here in a second about new comic book day. If you are a fan of comic books um, and you want to know what's happening every month, we have a team, a crack team of investigative journalists that will read those comics ahead of time and will let you know their thoughts on them so that you can know what issues you definitely need to get. And on top of that, not a part of the new comic book day group, always check at the early at the beginning of the week um, for comic concierge top 10 um, comic books to pull uh, just the things that are most anticipated. Um, he does that every week and it's, it's just fantastic and, and really informative. Now I also have to remind you to keep the lights on. We have to let you know about the nerd initiative merch store. That's where you can get all of your nerd initiative merch things that, you know, you can drink, wear, or just, you know, buy and throw away at this point. Um, you can do whatever you want with it. You can find it there. And then the last thing, one of the, Fun things about um, you know us you know, doing this, uh, we are trying to work on you know actually making money at some point. Um, we are an affiliate now with Lego, and so uh, we're going to try to showcase a different Lego product um, with each episode. This is the Lego Red London telephone box. It's actually available, and if you actually well, I keep saying actually, if you follow that QR code. It will take you to the Lego site, and when you purchase it, it actually sends a little bit of a commission our way. So feed that, you know, feed that obsession. Absolutely. Um, I think I think I've got it all covered. Is there anything I'm missing? Actually, no. I got the I got the thumbs up from Rich in the background. So um, that's great. Now, sorry, Jason, you had to deal with all of that. Um, but I pay the bills. 
So, so first of all, how long have you been doing fat tested travel? When, when did you first start doing that? May accidentally, I think it was May of 2022. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So about, I'm coming up on two years. Very good. And you've, you've covered a lot of amusement park rides in that time. Yes. Yeah. And I have a big trip coming up in March to cover three more parks, four more parks. Um, I've covered and, and all this, you can see full walkthroughs of all of these parks on YouTube and, and everything else. Um, but I've covered all of all four of Disney World's parks, obviously. Um, and I try when I do this, I try to cover all the rides that includes all the kids rides. Um, I've, I've covered Typhoon Lagoon the water park. I've covered Universal Studios. I've covered Universal's Islands of Adventure, SeaWorld, Busch Gardens, uh, SeaWorld San Antonio's, uh, Six Flags Fiesta, Six Flags over Texas, Disneyland, uh, Disney uh, California Adventure, um, I think, and then a couple other water parks, I think. So those are the ones I think I've, I think that covers everything I've done. And I did the state fair yesterday and that'll be coming out tomorrow. And that's the Orlando State or the it's Florida, Florida State, State Fair in Tampa, okay. yeah, which was amazing. It's really, it was actually much more accessible than I thought it would be. Wait a minute, Orlando's not a state. <laughs> I think I we think like, I think the fo folks here think they are. Yeah, it almost yeah. feels like it's a, it's a country in and of itself. Um, it's it's I, I came from Texas, so that's a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you moved. To Florida to be did. the big parks, like it was. Yes, it was just I was spending quite a bit going, you know, flying here and just and everything else, and wanted a change. Um, so I ended up. I'm one of the. I think I'm about as close as you can live to the parks right now. Oh, nice. Okay. So I, yes. I honestly, I, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely envious because I have yet to uh, visit any of the major theme parks in the Florida area. I highly recommend it. It's it's definitely worth the trip. And I, so um, I, I I came into like the theme parks. I'm I'm an older what I you know Disney adult theme park fanatic, whatever you want to call. Um, I don't look it, but I'm 40. Um, and right there with you. <laughs> so and I only started. So the re the reason all this happened was in 2021. Obviously, I've always loved to travel. My mom actually owns uh, Blue Ridge Tours, um, and that is it, she helps take students on trips, you know, church groups or whatever, all that. Um, so they organize bus trips for schools and everything. Um, and I've always loved to travel. I've always enjoyed going uh, going around. And um, I went to. Um, but I'd never done theme parks because since I was a kid at and had to take that first walk of shame at Carowinds, which is one of the parks I'm doing next month again for the first time in two decades, or actually maybe three decades, um, I have been ashamed and scared to go on those rides. So um, I, I finally started just I started watching YouTube channels just like everybody else did. The people that find me, I kind of found it the same way. Uh, Pammy Plus Park, uh, Pammy Plus Parks, I have to give her a huge shout out. She's not creating videos anymore. She's um, made some comments on some of mine. So I, I, I really love and respect her. I'm so grateful for her. Um, and she does a ton of stuff. If you want to see, you, she, you know, all her stuff is still up. But um and I finally was like, all right, it's time to dive in and just take the risk and go do it. And so uh, I, before I ever walked, went to the park, I actually bought a season pass because I was like, this is going to force me because if I spend that kind of money, I'm going to force myself to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I went in and then six months later, I was on my third trip to, to Disney World. Um, and I had, and I just threw up a joke video that called fat testing. And I said, I was fat testing the ride. And the next day I had a thousand followers. Um, a week later I had 10,000 followers. Now we're at 131,000. So, and that's just on, that's just on TikTok. another 150,000 on, on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Not bad, man. Not bad. And doing the Lord's work. <laughs> I, I hear, I get, I'm very grateful for a lot of the compliments, a lot of the people that, that have been very, very supportive 
of it and everything. So that's been wonderful, you know, getting, especially for me, like moms have been like my big, uh, the big thing that I love hearing from moms that say they, that they, their kids have been asking forever to go to the theme parks. And finally, because of my content, they got up the courage to go. And, um, and so that just, that, that's always my favorite thing is, is listening to a parent say they finally got up the courage and they got to take that family trip that they've been wanting to do, but never had the courage to do. Well, no, I know personally speaking, you know, knowing that this type of content is out there is very liberating because I, I too, uh, recently, even within the last year, had to have the same walk of shame of all places at Great Wolf Lodge because I was, and oddly enough, I was at one of my lowest weights, but I was still 10 pounds over the minimum for this one specific ride where they both weigh individuals or this one water slide. They weigh both you as an individual and as a group. And so I was literally had to resort to asking strangers if my daughter could ride with them because she really wanted to go on that water slide. So, you know, it would have been nice to know ahead of time kind of thing. Yeah, uh, not you're not putting your kid off on strangers. Absolutely. But... You know, I, we were talking about this beforehand. Um, twenty twenty two, we, I, you know, I, you were, I, you were just in the thick of, of doing your videos, and I, I mean, I'd been watching you for a while. You know, we were gifted a trip to to Disney World, and I remember being so excited, but then also being terrified because the last time I went to an amusement park, I had to do the Walk of Shame. Of course, it was a Six Flags, which makes it, you know, makes it easier to think about because they don't think about people at all. Um, and they couldn't strap me in and I had to get on and get off. And I remember, um, I got on, I was getting on one ride and I was terrified that I was going to get shamed again. And I saw a guy bigger than me that got off the ride and I didn't mean to, but I just blurted out, well, if he can do it, I can do it. And, and, and literally you're, you're, you're doing that, but you're doing it earnestly. And I, I think it's, it, it says a lot for accessibility. Um, yeah. You know, because I I got I was able to get on the the cosmic rewind, which was yeah. the one I really wanted to do. You know, your Marvel fan, the only Marvel ride at yeah. Disney World, and and I was able to do that. I think the only thing was it was a little bit tight tight on the knees. Yeah. Um, but even like we, of course, Tron wasn't open um, when we went because it was right in December of 2022. But you you were able to go on there, and even though you know with the legs you weren't able to do the motorcycle or the light cycles, you were able to find an option. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, uh, on Tron. Um, so on Tron, this is one of my favorite things because a lot of people in my when when this happened, like uh, there's only one thing that I've ever had real trouble doing at Disney World before Tron, and that was Flight of Passage. I still don't know. I finally wrote it once and I'm still not really sure how that happened. But so Tron um, on a couple of the seats there on a couple of the, the vehicle rows, there's a back seat that's two traditional vehicles and it's an individual lap bar that you just pull down. It's the most comfortable seat I've had on a uh, roller coaster. I think it's absolutely a phenomenal now uh, and i uh, i love that disney did this because disney has always been very first principles accessibility getting as many people on there as possible and uh, i think they're they're fantastic uh for that now but some people were like oh people should be able to fit on everything but you got to think about it when people go in and they design these rides when they do these things they have some sort of vision and obviously for tron the vision was that light cycle that is the whole centerpiece of tron so asking them to do something different for the entire thing would um just would not work well for for the ride and they would have had to give up their vision to do it but the fact that disney not only um they, they kept doing it. They, they did the ride, but then they figured out another way to allow people to still experience the, the ride in a modified sense, I think is one of the best things they could have done. I think it was genius. It's one of those things that, that I would love to see um, other parks figure out how to do. And like, especially like, I'm not going to ask. And at first, first off, I don't think anybody's entitled to ride a roller coaster. I encourage accessibility. I, I push 
I, you know, I would like to like when you're planning, Hey, can we think about these things? You know, however many percentage, a growing percentage of the population is going to have trouble with these rides. You want our money, treat us, you know, consider us when you're building them, if you want my money. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but you could maybe add something cause there's ways to do it. Uh, but like at, you could add something on to Hagrid's the Hagrid could actually fit in. You could add something on to Velocicoaster or to any of the universal rides that, that larger people have trouble fitting in. Right. Or mm-hmm. rides where tall people have trouble, have some sort of modified thing for tall people as well. At Disney specifically, I know tall people may have a harder time than, than uh, wider people, you know, uh, from my experience talking to folks. So that's something I, I love what they did with Tron. I, I, I think I, I give so many props to the Imagineers for uh, creating and considering that seat. And uh, yeah, I'm very, very proud of them. And I hope that that will catch on for a lot more roller coasters and everything coming out and, and just having something like that. Yeah. I, I've noticed that with some of the ride, like some of the, the, the lighter rides, not considering the roller coasters and, um, the, the rides that are a little bit more intense, you know, Disney's always been really good with accessibility. I remember we did the, the, I think it was the little mermaid, um, ride for my, my son. Like they even have the shells where you can, you can kind of back the scooter into it and you can take the whole scooter for the ride, which is, which is pretty impressive that they have, you know, that ability, ability, you know, and then, you know, a lot of people think of like, you know, accessibility with, you know, standing in line and getting bypassing the lines, and there's a lot of times where it's it's more so, you know, that fear of getting in that seat and then just being shamed in front of a group of people that are standing there waiting to get on the same ride as you. Um, I, I also didn't know that a lot of these, you know, these rides are starting to have like a dummy seat sometimes outside of the roller coaster see, yeah. um, so that you can you can at least get on and see one for let's say for younger kids to make sure that there is not too loose. But at the same time, for those of us who don't want to go through that whole line and then realize, you know, it was it was it was not worth it. So so on the loose thing, let me talk about that one real quick, because I don't know if that's ever actually a factor if they're tall enough. Okay. Um, Like you would have to be really, really like I've never known for that to be a factor. That's always that that's more of a height issue typically uh that, that that's always geared in now there are times you know there's sometimes where they have like a, a a row seat where a kid might choose to stand up because they're you know and that's more of a parental thing i think but um and that happened in shanghai so there was a there, there they opened a new zootopia ride with the the um with the trackless ride the little, little seats and uh, this kid stood up and jumped out of the car and got hit by one of the vehicles because the seat you know doesn't uh, the, the belt the thing doesn't come down across everybody so he was able to get out so that's really like but in typically that's not a problem if, if you can fit on it and you're going to sit down there's no problem so parents watch your kids make sure they're staying seated um on the the other side of it i forgot where i was going with that i'll be honest with you the, on the uh on, on on the fitting so test seats are always a big conversation in my community because of um they don't a lot of people don't like the fact that they're out front so a lot of seats are actually a lot of rides have seats but they're hidden away the problem is people don't know they're there like uh did you get to ride Rock and Roller Coaster while you were there? No, we didn't. Okay. Uh, Rock and Roller Coaster, ha- and now I have no problem with it. I don't know if many people do, but it has a test seat that's in a back room. And the only reason I know that this thing exists, as the guy that does fat testing, is we got escorted off the ride once because it broke down and I happened to run and we happened to walk past it in the back room. So even I didn't know there was a test seat for that. So I assume that most people going are, are not going to know that sort of thing. So if it's out of, it's an out of sight, out of mind issue, especially for people that are not, you know, they're not morbidly obese. We'll say that like, they're not me, right? They're, but they're, they're a little worried. And, and some of those rides, like I've had people say that, you know, they're 220 or so and they can't fit into some of the universal rides or some of the, the, um, uh, SeaWorld rides. 
And so that sort of thing happened. You've got to consider that if they don't have those seats out, they're not, people need to know to, to actually think about it and actually test them. I yeah. had no idea. That's a, that is not only great advice, but definitely something to look out for the next time I, uh, I'm in one of the parks. Yeah. Now, typically, if they don't if they don't have one out and you can't find it or they don't see it, it's usually a good sign that it's a fairly accessible ride as well. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. well, that's a good tip. Yeah. Um. Now, now you've 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 gone to a lot of places. You've ridden a lot of rides. You've been to a lot of parks and dealt with things. Um. I even recall. I think you you were escorted out with a with a selfie stick once. <laughs> <laughs> not you a know, i'm just not i'm just throwing it out there so you know i i do watch your videos um, yeah that's that, that's funny though because i know that that you know for a few years now that's been like a hot topic in disneyland because there are people that have no clue and they have been outlawed there for a while so, uh, so it's always funny to see travel bloggers or park bloggers and you see them at disney and you know they're handheld yeah so it's not a, it's not a selfie stick what it was was i just want to clarify it was a gimbal that extended and i okay. and i saw several other folks with it out and i just didn't think about i knew the rules but wasn't thinking about it and it was a parade just to be clear and i was standing in the back on a trash can kind of hidden away kind of doing this thing this is how i film stuff like trying to make sure I stay out of folks way. And, um, and yeah, so I did get, I got escort, I got, uh, uh, berated by a manager and escorted to take it back to the hotel, but no problem after that. At least yeah. they didn't claim it or toss it out. That's good. No, no. Cause that was a hundred dollar gimbal. Oh, that's crazy. Which I then lost later, but still. <laughs> Yeah, you've had you've had some experiences, but you've gone to lots of different places. What would you say has been? Now I know you've moved to the Orlando, and of course, there's the assumption of, um, you know, Disney, of Orlando, you know, of was it Universal Studios, yeah. uh, being like the big places. What has been your best experience in your travels of, let's say, beyond Disney and beyond Orlando, or? or Beyond Universal, like you want to say Orlando, what what yeah. has been your your favorite experiences with with different parks? You know, I mean, obviously, I've I focused on the bigger stuff just because it's been um, it, it it is you know that's going to get the most views, it's the most searched for, all that stuff, right? Uh, there there's certain things I've done that I've been very very pleased that I would not have done if I was not doing stuff like this and searching for content that ended up being really fun and cool experiences. Um, yesterday, I, like I said, I went to the state fair, amazing experience, did not expect that. Um, uh, and then, but I, what was it? I was in, I was doing Six Flags Fiesta and, and SeaWorld San Antonio and ended up doing a, um, going to a cavern. And I ended up exploring like miles and miles of caverns. Hmm. I think it was, um, something bridge caverns in near san antonio um and so and that was just one of the coolest things was it wasn't a park or anything it was just going to those caverns and walking around and just going through the tours and pushing myself to do that kind of thing so it's not always the parks to do it but it's the other stuff as well looks like natural bridge caverns does that natural sound right bridge caverns, that's it okay cool yes cool. Yeah, see, I live in I live in the Virginia area, so like the closest thing that I have to, to caverns is like the Luray Caverns, which um, the only thing that's different whenever you go there is the fact that every all the rocks are slicker because people don't know how to not touch stuff, <laughs> and uh, they change the entrance every so often because it gets on gets more and more unsafe. Um, but, but that sounds cool. I, I love. I, I would say I would say for a big big person. Going going to caverns is nice because it's usually climate controlled because of the caverns. Not in San Antonio, no. Not the ones. No, these were so humid. Oh, they wow. were. It was. It wasn't even like a, a very hot hot day, but it was just like you walk in there and it's only I guess I think it's eighty degrees. Or so in that way, it's but it's so it's like a hundred percent humidity. Okay. So Luray Caverns stays at like a consistent 60 degrees. Oh, they even nice. have they even have a house um that's built off of the caverns that when they when the 
whoever owned the property before they had the caverns funneled in. So it was, it was, it was like natural air conditioning um, in the summers for this house, like this old house. Oh, very cool. So no, that's, that's interesting. I didn't know they, that's crazy. Of course, everything's hotter in Texas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, no, that was definitely one of those humidity things. Uh, you know, uh, I guess not all caverns are, I've done a, a couple others before. Um, like uh, I, I, I did one cavern in. It was a lot easier trek. It was the one Carlsbad. I did Carlsbad caverns. That one's a very easy trek. So that one's much easier to do. By the way, for anybody want, wanting to go into a cavern, and it was nice and cool. Okay. Okay. Um. So let me ask you a couple. So we good experiences, great. Any any bad experience? Anything that you would suggest people kind of just steer clear of um, that you've experienced? So for me, my whole thing has been: I'm not trying to tell people not to go anywhere. I'm just trying to let them know what to expect when they go. I think if you have the right, so I I talk to folks if they know what they're going to to do, if they know. Um, what they're going to experience when they go to a, a theme park or to something else. If they know, okay, I can't ride that ride, but I know that going in, I, I made that before I bought my ticket or whatever it is, uh, or I know I'm gonna, I might have trouble with this, it's going to be easier. I know I'm going to go do this sort of, you know. And I also encourage people to have those kind of conversations, especially with kids about, hey, I'm, you know, you might need mom to ride this ride and, and, and she can't do it. So just be prepared. We're going to try, but we're not going to be sure we can do it. So we might not be able to do everything, but we're going to experience as much as we can kind of thing. So those are the kind of things I encourage folks to do. Um, people give Universal a hard time, but I can ride most things at Universal. There's the, the problem is the big rides that people think about the big Harry, the, the Forbidden Journey, uh, Hagrid's Velocicoaster. I, I can't do, um, okay. you know, but there's still a lot of stuff there. There's some great shows. There's a lot of stuff to do there, even if you can't do those things. And if, if your local park has festivals, those are even better. Like I can't really see world's the worst about actually fitting on rides. Um, and I don't want to, there's a lot of controversy when you, every time you talk about SeaWorld, you're going to get all kinds of comments and everything else. But like I said, my goal is to show people what they can experience. That, so I'd focus on that. Right. Um, but like they have the, one of the best Christmas things you'll ever see. Mm -hmm. Like if you go at Christmas, I think like for the, like what comes with your ticket at the park, not like an additional Disney world after hours thing, you're going to get one of the best things there that you that you possibly can um or bush gardens is the same way great christmas events uh that sort of thing yeah yeah i we were we were at disney during christmas time which was magical in and of itself um i always say there's two things that i would i like doing at christmas time we we try to do them we we try to do them one was was one was going to new york um mm -hmm. and you know seeing the you know the windows that you know um, at the different department stores and then, um, didn't realize Disney was the other one until we went and real, you know, solved it. And it, you, if you can get past the quantifying the fact that it's warm when it's like all of this <laughs> Christmas stuff, it's great. Um, but I will say like Hollywood studio specifically was gorgeous. Like the art, like, like just the, the style, it was very much like Tinseltown Christmas. Yeah. Um, absolutely love that. Um, and then, of course, you know, what was it Main Street um, in, in Magic Kingdom, which unfortunately the, the day that we went was also the day that they were doing one of the evening events and we didn't have tickets for that. So we ended up having to leave before that 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 all that started, which I think they they started at five. So we just did our park hopper and then and we my mom and my son ended up going back to the hotel. My wife and I ended up going to Hollywood Studios to kind of scope out Galaxy's Edge before the next day when that was all we did. Um, so absolutely loved it. Now, a couple things I want to, I want to throw, cause you're, you're here. We, 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 we definitely want people to go and check out your stuff. I don't want to pick your brain and steal your content. Um, but I, I want to, I want to talk about a couple of things, especially. I don't, I don't hold anything back. I try to give as much as I can, wherever I can. And 
people, I have things for people to go purchase if they want to in different forms and all that. But my goal is like, it should all be put out there and then I'll, it'll come back to me. So ask me in whatever you need. Yeah. And if you're, if you're watching this after the live, or if you're listening to this, um, on the podcast, because we do an audio podcast for this, um, for this show, I'll make sure the link is in there for, um, for Jason's, uh, fat test travel website. One of the things I would recommend going on there and checking is beyond seeing where he is on social media. Um, there is a travel guide that you can purchase and it's not, it's super, it's not super expensive. And if you're planning on going on a trip, I would recommend it. Um, thankfully, the only thing I was really, really worried about um, was, uh, was of course, Cosmic Rewind. Um, but I will say this, and this will, we've got to get you to Florida at some point going to Disney World. It's, it's, got, it's a multiple day event. Like you got to go experience all of it. And we went and we didn't even get to Animal Kingdom. So like we missed out the whole park. I know I hear it's a great park, but oh. listen, it was all about the boy and the boy decided he wanted to go back to galaxy's right. edge. So we spent an extended amount of time in, um, in, in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, but I will say this when will goes now, I know they have a pirates of the Caribbean in California, but I don't know if, they, if it hits differently at the Orlando park is there any recommendation of where a big guy should sit when they get on that, on that ride? Because oh. I almost got soaked when I went on it uh, um, because as soon as I sat down, I realized that the edge of the boat and the water line were almost exactly alike. And if I would have leaned back a little bit farther, I would have been baptized. So, that's funny. you know, there, one of the, a couple of times the boat sank when Splash Mountain was operating and I, I made a video going, can you imagine if my big old butt was in the back of that vehicle? I was just like, I, it would be a constant meme. Um, I don't know uh, on the boat rides. I, I would, I've never really had any problems on any of the boats. Cause a lot of boats are, are that style that um, there's, um uh frozen uh ever after as well there are a lot of uh um the three caballeros uh in mexico a lot of those rides are very similar i would say your best bet is just trying to get into usually i'm by myself so it's not a big deal i end up in a seat so i just like sit in the middle and i kind of can navigate and if i move this way and i can watch the boat rock <laughs> But yeah, so that, so yeah, if you need to, but like never be worried about asking for your own seat or getting your own seat. If you need, if you need to split up, just say, Hey, listen, I'd be more comfortable with this. They're usually perfectly fine accommodating uh, that sort of thing, okay. but only do it if you need to, again, but please never take advantage of that because people take advantage of stuff and that's how we lose it. But yeah, Tony, he's also right on pirates of the Caribbean. I don't care where you are. Safest, driest spot, middle, middle. <laughs> yeah. I just, but, I just know I sat down in that seat and I saw that water and I'm like, I'm like, better. I know there's a drop eventually. And I just know. So I, I, I ended up, we were in the back row. I was all the way on the right hand side and I just started scooting closer and closer to my wife to the point where I was in the middle, like praying nothing was going to happen. Um, because of course I I don't go to Disney wearing shorts or anything like I'm wearing I'm wearing jeans. Oh, um, because I I don't nobody wants to see these legs. Cargo <laughs> shorts, baby. Everyone loves calves. They don't care who's what kind like they are. people want to see those legs. I mean, I'm assuming she <laughs> nobody wants to see those legs. Not see them drumsticks, baby. <laughs> yeah, I walk around in gym shorts and Crocs. That is my go-to. Gym shorts and Crocs. Him shorts and I, you I know, know what? Surprisingly, many years ago, uh, the best shoes that I ever wore to Disneyland, Birkenstocks. And oh, I can yeah. only say that because I spent the entire day, my my dogs weren't barking at the end of the day, my legs and my back were also in good shape. So I don't know if that would hold true today, but I, I sure, as, especially as a guy who's wearing orthopedic shoes right now, but... You know, it, it it definitely is one of the more comfortable shoes. Not an ad, just just a, a little bit of advice. I'm still waiting. I am bet, like if I could get any sponsor, Crocs is on my top five list because I wear them every day. 
I bought them for the longest time. I was like, absolutely no way. I don't need gardening shoes. I don't understand. And then you wear them for a day and you're like, oh man, I've I've been so wrong. So if you're looking for them, um, I don't, I, so go to Kohl's to get them because they're much cheaper there or the character warehouse. If you're visiting Orlando, you're going to Disney world. Mm -hmm. uh, There's, place called the character warehouse which is like all their discounts kind of an outlet store they usually have some for sale and i love if you're near houston near the cypress area the disney outlet in cypress is the best store it's even better than the character warehouse here uh, wow. those are yes, the yeah, I, I actually had a pair of, of of crocs that i used to wear a lot with traveling and they were of course marvel branded um because why not they were the yep. uh, they were the adult size Iron Man Avenger shoes, and <laughs> we were unpacking the van from a trip, and only one shoe made it back home. And I have no oh. idea what happened, oh, and I've man. never worn Crocs since. So oh. <laughs> it's like it broke my heart. Um, but let you know, Will talked about you know Great Wolf Lodge. You you've done you know different water parks. Um, something in the news. I, I have a, a an image for it in a second, but. If you guys didn't know, there was actually a, a water park in Sweden, and it, I believe I'm saying this right, Gothenburg, that exploded this in the, like the last six six days. Um, the entire amusement park um, went up in flames. They said that the actual water slide was what caught on fire. How in the world? How in the world? Uh, the only thing I can think of is if they have like heaters, maybe. Was it a water coaster, maybe? No, it did the way they the, the way they described it. It was a it was a actual water slide. I wonder. So some of them have where they you go to the bottom and then they they the the they have the the machines that move the the the, the tube or whatever it is back up the the there. Um, maybe that's what caught on fire. I have no. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, recently I saw on social media somewhere that a, a Great Wolf Lodge had flooded, and I'm still chuckling about that one. That's funny. Um, if you're looking, I'm not done Great Wolf Lodge yet. I would love to. Um, and I'm not done a video on this because I wasn't doing this the last time I was there. I'm trying to because I do enjoy this uh, facility. It's expensive. It's very expensive, but it's really cool. The Kalahari Resorts is kind of the same concept mm. the one in round rock uh, if you're near austin texas is the largest indoor water park in north america um i did that one and there's no weight limits i could do everything there it was a lot of fun uh, most most water parks have have uh, weight limits um disney and the kalahari are the two i found that do not oh. mm. very good that's a good advice yeah, and so, good news. Yes, that's another thing you won't catch me doing. I'm sorry, you're not going to see me doing that. <laughs> you don't see the legs. You don't need to see this body. Uh, even with a t-shirt, it clings too much. We're we're good. <laughs> I, I am terrified of water slides still to this day. I was when I was a kid. I, you know, I was getting in a tube and I did. I went backwards and busted my head open. I can still Ooh. in my mind is probably like made up see the water going down the slide or blood going down the slide anyway um and the um so i'm still terrified of water slides to this day i actually i'm just all slides i did a slide at the fair yesterday um the good thing about being a content creator that does this is i don't really get to choose not to do this stuff and let the fear win so i end up doing um doing this the one, oh my gosh, I did one in, um, in Hurricane Harbor, Houston area, Hurricane Harbor Splash Town, and it was the most terrifying ride. Uh, have you seen Norbert? Mm-hmm. That's the name of the movie. Oh, Norbit. Norbit, sorry, Norbit, and she fly, She goes down the water slide and flies through the wall. Anyway, that's what I was sure was going to happen. You look, man. Here's the thing about slides: doesn't matter whether it's water uh, on a gunny sack or just right at raw dog people. It, it's unnatural for us to put our bodies into a situation where we have velocity we cannot control. 
So I think I think overall slides are a good natural fear to have. That's just yeah. my opinion. Also, oh. there's the public shame because I've I've gone down a pretty hardy water slide before, and then everyone around me just started calling me Moses. Because <laughs> <laughs> the water, I get it. Yeah, I had yeah, such a bag. I had such a wedgie when I got off that slide that I looked at the the team member there and I said. Honey, it's a good thing I'm gay because I wouldn't be after I wouldn't be after that. <laughs> Holy Moses! So, so we can keep talking. We can keep talking about water slides and the, the unfortunate um, uh, consequence of them. But let's 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 also talk about some other stuff. Now, this is this is more of a, the show. Like, if you are if you're watching this and and you and you and you don't follow Fat Tested Travel, please make sure you go. And again. Follow his stuff, TikTok, Instagram, um, lots Skinny. of videos on both. And then of course the website is the, the website is his resource and what you can find there. Um, thoughts on, and, and let me just go ahead and give a little bit of a preface uh, behind um, what everyone, what we're talking about recently, Universal Studios went ahead and announced that they are going to be adding an entirely new park in 2025 called Epic Universe. Now, what's really interesting about this this park is there is going to be a main, kind of like if you want to think about the way Magic Kingdom is kind of like the centerpiece of of the parks, they're going to have Celestial Park, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be the more generic. And I thought it was interesting. It's the more generic rides. They've got the carousel. You've got, you know, the roller coaster. They've got, you know, um, this pan Asian uh, type market that they're that, um, or restaurant that they're going to have. They'll have the shops and everything, but okay. Stop on this one real quick. But basically the way celestial park is going to work is they're going to have portals from celestial park to the other ex- other locations and if we could zoom back to the um the the main park look um with all of the parks we are going to have uh, a harry potter world there's a how to train your dragon um the, the the island of burke um there is going to be i believe um the super nintendo world and then the dark universe um, the you know, leads into the, the 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 universal monsters. Um, yes. What what are what are you guys' thoughts about this? I'm I'm very excited. I'm I'm very worried about the rides. Um, uh, Yoshi apparently is one of the, is definitely very difficult for larger folks, and I know that so is the go karts. Um, it, it actually got a big story when it opened in California because it said people with a 40 and, and I'll let you on, on a tip. So when universal thinks a ride is not going to be good for, for larger folks, they will put a 40 inch waist, maybe tough for people with a four, over a 40 inch waist uh, in as oh. a general notice. That is not, um, the universal, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm trying to think of another word, but that is not a, 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 a across the board rule for for them because you know that moves around you know um it jiggles uh and so it so they're having people with like up to i believe at least 46 inches i've heard a little bit even higher than that that have been fitting on those rides yoshi apparently is the hardest one to do uh that i've heard of and that a lot of people that one has not had great because this this is pretty much a um complete like pick up, I believe it's Tokyo that they're going to do. So I think they, I think this is like spot for spot Tokyo land kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that one's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm very excited about the monsters. That's the one I'm excited about the most Mm -hmm. because that just, I I like the idea of classic monsters. The castle looks really cool. And I, and I don't know what the ride is going to be like. I'm hoping it's just, I'm hoping it's not a roller coaster. Uh, yeah, I'm that really makes sense. Surprised. Yeah, it, it it needs to be a good, good dark ride storyline. You know, I also wonder, like, right around, like, with when it comes to Halloween, if that's going to be like the destination because Universal's always been good about, you know, their Halloween nights and stuff like that. Um, but actually having like a dark universe location, like it could be a little bit more, let's say, mature of a fright fest or something. Um, they might have some stuff there, but well, Fright Fest is always is already very mature. Mm-hmm. Like it's not for kids, really. Right. Yeah. 
but it's and also you got to think i think like it's the big thing that pushes people into usf uh universal studios florida because there's nothing there, right now i guess dreamworks will kind of push people in there they've got that one coming out but i don't know of anything in that park specifically that's like the big draw um everything's either pretty old at this point they've got minions so i guess maybe they're pulling in like the young families with some of that stuff minions and and all but they don't really have anything um else like that so everything's been focused on epic for on, on that end yeah see i'm i'm still I, i've always i grew up a jurassic park fan i've we were in florida and we were going to go to universal for the islands of adventure just for of the Jurassic Park stuff, but I also realized that unless you want to do the Velocicoaster, the, the Jurassic Park, the, the water ride is not really changed since they, they built it. Um, if you want to go to the newer one, you, you go they built it, apparently. it's under refurbishment right now. Maybe they'll update it a little bit, but I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like that, you know, Jurassic Park's in Florida and Jurassic World is in California, which kind mm -hmm. of works. Well, in um, that one, I I remember when I remember when Jurassic World was Jurassic Park. So I've seen that ride get reskinned already. Oh, and there's Lauren from Hops Geek Hops Geek News. Um, she was excited to hear we were going to be talking about amusement parks, especially since she is located in the Orlando area and was super excited. Um, if you don't know, go check out our our other YouTube videos. Uh, Lauren and Matt from Hops Geek uh, did an amazing panel with. Um, with the ghost machine, uh, creators. Um, but, uh, she was excited about that. I, I offered her to come on, but she had other engagements, but she said she would definitely drop in. So thank you, Lauren. Um, but yeah, I mean, wasn't, wasn't like, I remember we reported on the, the Nintendo world, the, the, um, the waste, uh, issue, um, with, uh, with the, um, with the, the go-kart ride yeah. and and wasn't it wasn't it partially because there was a there was a it was a direct from from japan to to california like it, it's like a one-to-one -one, like it's it so it's yeah because unfortunately americans you know we are a little bit you know hardier yeah. in some cases yeah, that, that's definitely true. I don't know how much of it was that. You would think that somebody would go, hey, maybe we should change this. Now, again, that's similar to what happened with Tron, but Disney found a way. Like, is it really that hard to design another car that's just a little bit bigger or, or, or only has one seat in it instead of two? I, look, I, I love Universal, and I, I, I am very much like, again, you're not entitled to anything, but I do wish they would think about these things. Like, just consider them. You know, it's especially when you consider the fact that with all of the AI image generators that are out there, uh, it's really kind of, I don't want to say embarrassing because, you know, it, look, people are in all kinds of shapes, sizes, and colors, but like AI imagery, if you ask it to do an American and then a something or other, it's going to come back with a, with a, with a plus size person, if you will. So, you know, I, I think when it comes to catering to the national average, that 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 kind of might be the case, and I, and I really think there should be more considerations for that. Now I understand that there are uh, rides that exist that do pre-exist that are from a different time, so that you can't really make considerations there. But for anything new, to, to not take that into consideration, like especially if you look at Rise of the Resistance, is a great example of a of a ride and an experience that is darn near accessible to everybody. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I will say, look, there's nothing. It's very hard to also, when we talk about accessibility, we're talking about expanding the average generally for what we're talking about. There's always going to be some people, you know, if you're 600 pounds, um, you're going to have a harder time. Just to be flagrantly honest, I've got people. I think most rides at Disney, I think you're probably good on to about 420. Um, if you're bigger than that, that's probably going to, I'm missing an N is Vaughn, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway um that's my, my my closest one of my close closest friends um he was born without arms or legs and so he's gonna have um a problem most rides right yeah uh, we're not uh, thumbing up in that by the way yeah uh, i, I realized as soon as i'm right. smiling about the name such change, such poor timing. 
missing arms and legs, and I'm like, wow, I really look like a jerk. And we're like, hey, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. So he's um, so he's always like. I took him to his first theme park. We went to SeaWorld, and the only um, wheelchair accessible ride was uh, the uh, merry-go-round, the carousel. Okay. And really, just you put it in place. Uh, Disney, if you've had somebody with that kind of disability go to Disney, oh, yes, I completely forgot. Um, okay, I've got to remember the name of this park. So if you can help me look it up, I apologize that I cannot think of the name of the park because it was so cool. Um, it's in San Antonio and it's an all accessible park. And it, it's specifically, and they're just getting a bunch of rides in. They've got a water park. Um, and and it was so, what such a wonderful, like, it's not an exciting park. None, nothing's like overly, but all the rides are built for like wheelchairs. Um, and there, there's a Ferris wheel for wheelchairs. It, and like, there's just, it's just such a cool part. There's fishing and, and like everybody should go there. And I'm trying to think Morgan's Wonderland. Sorry, Morgan's Wonderland in San Antonio. What a fun, really cool park. Like if you're trying to find like an, a theme park, an adventure park, this isn't it. But if you want something where your family can go and just have a great day that's not very expensive and you want to see people from all different walks of life that have all different abilities and accessibilities, go to Morgan's Wonderland in San Antonio. Uh, take a day to visit there. It's and they've got some they're doing this whole new refurbishment this year. I'm very excited for them, but I got to cover that one. And that was one of the coolest, like off the beaten path parks I've ever gone to. That's awesome. You know, I I think I think the experience is is sometimes more a lot of times. I I mean, I I remember going in my childhood um, to things like Kings Dominion or Six Flags or, you know, Hershey Park and you think it's all about the rides and and then you go to these larger places and they're very much about experiences. Yes. I remember like at, when I, when we first went to Disney world, we went to magic kingdom. I remember it was like, okay, we gotta go to this ride. We gotta do this ride. We gotta do this thing. And then you have to stop like, wait, there's the parade. There's this, there's that, there's, mm-hmm. there's more. And honestly, I would say, and, and this is just my opinion. If you're, if you're focused on the rides, you're doing it wrong. Like take your time. Because you lose, you you lose the opportunity for from and again, Disney overuses this term sometimes. The magical experiences. I remember we tried to do the haunted mansion with my son, and he just freaked out. And so I'm, we, I'm carrying him out. My wife and my mom went on the ride. Um, we went out. We decided decided to get like pretzels for the family, and he's crying, and he wow. asked for a pretzel for himself. And I'm like, buddy, I don't know if you'd really want this, and they're a little bit expensive. So let's just get the one yeah, you can yeah. all share it. And the lady seeing him upset from 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 going off of the um, haunted mansion, she goes, "Can I just give you an extra pretzel?" I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, "Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely." And and they do that, and and you miss that opportunity to to see those things. Um, uh, yeah, they're they're so good, like the magic moments and and everything like that, where they just take care. They just the cast member. We we say the cast members are the magic, and they really are. Like I love the rides. But the cast members at Disney is is one of the best things. And if you can just go and, and Hops just made a, a great point about just stopping and relaxing and enjoying where you are. You know, one of the rules I set for people is don't try to do everything. Have these are my five things that I really, really want to do list that this is your focus mm-hmm. and then plan to get 75% of those things done and everything else try to just let it go by the way. Cause even with your, like, these are my five must things, things might happen, especially like sometimes like the ride just might be broken down all day long. Yeah. Sometimes the, um, the, 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 um, you might not get that lightning, especially with the lightning lane issue. That can be a problem for getting the lightning lane on a busy day. You not might not be able to go do that. But um, if you just have your plan and be like, all right, we're going to try to, these are our big must do things. And we're only going to plan on getting 75% of those done and calling it a great day. You'll have a lot, a much better time if that's your expectations. Yeah. Yeah. And I will, I will say, I will attest to the fact um cast members do make a big difference when it comes to the parks when we first arrived 
um, our ho- our resort room wasn't ready and it was our fault because we got there too early and we were, we, we, we were, we were, con- we, we weren't upset about it. We were just kind of waiting and the guy felt so bad for us. He like calmed our lunch, um, at the, at the, we were, we stayed at the, the all-star sports resort. And so we went in there and like the meal ended up being like over $80, you know, for, and then the whole thing was comped and we were just sitting there just completely like stunned that they were willing to do that for us. Um, so you never know. I, I remember there was a guy who, who was, was chewing out a cast member because we, we, we paid for the genie, but we also had the disability access and we didn't realize you didn't need both. And so, uh, Cole, Bippity Bobbity Beard reached out to me. It was like, we were there, we were spending time together and he, uh, he takes me to the, the kiosk that's at Hollywood studios. And he's like, let's, let's try to get a refund. And so they're being, they're helping us. And this guy just is, is full on Karen, just attacking the cast member verbally. And they, they said, well, sir, you need to speak to a manager. The manager's at the front of the gate and they wouldn't help him. And as he walked away, they go, we could have helped them, but the manager will just tell him to leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, you give what you get, right? That's the whole yeah. point. It's karma, yeah. man. So, um, well, I, I, I want to talk more, but you know, we want to make sure we don't overdo the time. Uh, Jason, we're going to have to have you on again with, uh, again, Jason Vaughn with an N. The one thing I miss, I missed the N for is that one correct. Everything else is correct. Um, but, uh, of course, Rich has to, you know, throw me under the bus there a little bit. Um, but Jason Vaughn, fat test to travel everywhere. You can, you know, any social media, um, follow the QR code. You'll definitely get to, uh, his resource site. Um, and uh, of course, uh, you'll find some great stuff there. And if you are, if you're someone who's looking for accessibility for someone to kind of go through also, this is the thing. It's, it's not just about getting in the ride. Sometimes it's, it's like going over the overall experience. Sometimes there are rides you just want to avoid. And I, I really appreciate you, you know, giving your full opinion. Um, but, uh, but absolutely, uh, made my experience, uh, going to Disney, um, better and less anxiety driven. So thank you for that. Um, and thank you for joining us. Um, now I also want to just kind of throw this out there. Uh, remember everybody, you want to make sure you like subscribe and turn on notifications for, um, for nerd initiatives, YouTube, as well as checking out all the things, the merch store and everything else. Just like we said at the beginning of this thing, at the beginning of the episode, you'll definitely want to check out this QR code and make sure that you are subscribed to our newsletter for more information. And the last thing I want to say is, um, Will's been rather quiet tonight and Will Will has done that for a purpose. He always says that this is my show to run, um, which it's not. Um, Will Will is my co-host and, you know, he can he can speak over me anytime he wants, but he doesn't because he's a nice friend. Um, but I was on his show last night um, on NetHead. So um, be sure to check out NetHead's episode 366. We talked about Apple Vision Pro. We talked about, you know, Madam Web and and uh, Deadpool and Wolverine. Uh, we've just had a, a lot of good times. Um, and, uh, you know, I appreciate whenever I get to fill in as his, uh, his, his co-host body double, uh, since Will has a thing for uh, bearded guys with, I it guess, pressive lenses. Um, just, just saying, you know, I'm, I'm Will's type. That's just how it is. Um, but with that said, Thank you guys for joining us for Fandoms. And if you've if this is your first time watching us, you know we appreciate that. This is a show for every fan, for every fandom. Um, if you have a suggestion or if you have something that you would love us to touch on, um, be sure to let us know. You can throw it in the contact, uh, contact us um, on our website. But I will tell you in the next coming couple of episodes, uh, we will be doing a Doctor Who themed and Will is going to be doing most of the talking because right I don't, don't I don't watch Doctor Who. And it's what only the hey, I'm out of here. Is that a childhood fear? Because I was terrified at the beginning. And yeah, it, well, it, but that's childhood, man. There was a whole reboot in 2005 that got a little silly. Yeah, it had some scariness, but it was silly and fun. Come well, on. TikTok is getting me closer, closer to, but that will be a very stacked episode. I'm just going to say it. There's a lot of people who want to talk about Doctor Who. Um, so I will be the guy sitting quietly off to the side while everyone else is talking. And Will will definitely be running that episode. Um, but with that said, again, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Jason. 
Thank you for having me. I'll come back and talk Superman sometime. That'll be yes. fun. Look forward. Oh, we're to having it. you on next. Yes, right around July of next year, we're going to be talking Superman Legacy. So, yes, yes. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. All right, everyone, have a good evening and thank you. Have a good night. <laughs>